Hello, everybody, and welcome to Tracks Up the Tree, your old favorite back again for a new season, 2011, episode one. Uh, on today's show, we're going to be interviewing the lovely, the talented, uh, the beautiful Eliza Skinner. Uh, we'll be asking her about her new move to L.A., um, her improv groups that she's with, both here in New York and out in L.A., uh, Tyler Perry, because how can you have any any podcast without mentioning Tyler Perry, and also her new website and also internet phenomenon, Nasty Cute, um, with readings from Nasty Cute by the one and only Lance Skinner. So, I uh, hope you enjoy the show and this first song. Enjoy. show thank you for having me this is eliza skinner uh if you don't know eliza skinner from her amazing website elizaskinner.net dot net dot net um this is eliza skinner hello <laughs> hello eliza skinner this is the internet i've been white house <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sick so my voice sounds that's all right sick that's all right. everybody's allowed to be sick i'm not i'm not doing my usual drinking of a beer because it's a little bit early mm-hmm. on a sunday Afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, so you're back uh-huh. from Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Yeah, just for a couple of days. Um, just came back for a show. What um, show is that? What Baby show? wants candy. Oh, I've never heard of it. Um, it's a musical improv group. They've oh, been around for about one. thirteen uh, I've years. That. I've seen that a few times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and 
we had a show in New York and they flew me out for that. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. But how are you adjusting to LA? I know that you've been a New Yorker for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and recently moved out to LA, much to the chagrin of you, me, okay. me mostly me, um, but all other people also. A mm-hmm. lot of other people were very upset to see you leave. Uh, yeah, I've I've been adjusting pretty well. I've actually been in New York a bunch since I moved, so it's it's still a whole lot of back and forth. Uh, but I really like it out there. It's, I mean, this is the best time of year to move there right. because it's disgusting here in New York and snowy and super cold like punishing from god cold I know. and that's there ridiculous. it's 80 degrees i know that's every when time i tell I that bitch update. please oh it's so upsetting <laughs> it's so upsetting i keep on thinking that new york is the best place to live if you want to complain about the weather it's yeah. just always there's always something new um even if you like snow there's reason enough to get frustrated by the lack of it or too much of it or yeah but there's two weeks in april and two weeks in uh, september or october that it's beautiful yes oh, and absolutely. that's it um so yeah the weather is really nice and the the big <laughs> quality of life thing that i've noticed is that here in new york it, it, things aren't that much cheaper in la but here in New York, you have to buy whatever you can get on your block. You know, if you need food or a colander or whatever, you just get what's in your neighborhood. And in L.A., you get in your car and you go to Colander City. Yeah, like to wherever You're you like, oh, want man. to get the actual so thing that you want. And, you know, you have like some choice and yeah. a lot yeah. more freedom. Yeah, I feel it's much more local here. Yeah. Well, I mean, which I guess should be good. And it feels like a really stupid kind of thing to focus on but I, I i like that just yeah. being able to be where i want to be also you don't need to carry everything around in a gigantic bag that's true time. yeah yeah that was starting to really hurt my back um yeah. this is fascinating this it's must like be a, a turtle what being a new yorker like you have to carry everything yeah. on your back all the time it's true i i have this um blog that i follow that's uh these two girls in one is in northern virginia one is in richmond virginia and i don't know where the other one is but they do this blog about what they're wearing all the time um and one of them bought a new purse and she was like is this purse too big for me and all these people commenting they're like that purse is gigantic you can't wear that purse and i was like really that's the way the regular size yeah in new york you your purse has to be super gigantic because it has to carry everything for your whole day your purse carries everything that your car would plus anything that you would have made a trip home for right and then you also have your strand bag or something mm-hmm. else to carry your all gym the bag other and stuff and so you wind up sort of becoming a sherpa around new york yeah carrying everything with you all your all your goods yeah yeah it's a step away from being a homeless person mm-hmm. being a new yorker it's being a homeless person with a home yeah so you love it here I do love it. Well, I love I love parts of it. And then there's other parts that make me crazy, being a New Yorker forever and, and ever and ever and ever. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 there are little bits that, I've, that I miss about New York, um, especially cultural things. But the other nice thing about being in L.A. is that, well, two things. You know, it, I have a new city to explore. Right. Whereas I got to the point in New York where there was, I felt like there was no street that I could walk down and be like, ooh. What's this? What's this area? What's even this in little? St- There's always a street in Chinatown. No, not even like in Chinatown. That's big the sad part. In China, every time I walk down Little China, it's like, what? Who? What's this street? Yeah, no, well, because so I, I like worked death. on Wall Street for a while, uh, just like temping on Wall Street for a while, I got used to 
that area of the city too. Right. And I was oh, like, all right, well, I've used up this entire yeah, I island. Don't know what's down there? It's um, no man's land. So it's nice to explore a new city, and it's also nice to kind of redefine myself, um, my career, right. uh, because in New York, I I had done so much work with musical improv. That's very much how I've been seen. Right. So I would try to get booked on a show as a stand-up and <laughs> contact people and be, who I've known for years and be like, hey, can I, I'd love to do your show. And they're like, what are you, are you going to bring a piano? I don't understand. Is, are, you, are you coming with a group? What's, what are you going to do? <laughs> like, stand-up. Oh, <laughs> oh really? Right. Yeah, yeah. No, I've been doing stand-up for a couple of years now. <laughs> and in L.A., I'm like, yeah, can I do your stand-up show? And they're like, great. Okay. Right. You're a comedian. We believe you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to wear a mustache. Yeah, I don't have to explain. Okay, there's different Ooh. aspects to what I do. And da, da. Right. Well, let's uh, explore more after another song. Okay. Uh, the first one was Longboat Pass by a band that I just found out about called Tennis uh, on the album Cape Dory. Um, and the next one is Got to Move by Cake off their new album Showroom, Showroom of Compassion, which I am... <clears throat> I'm not sold on yet, but this is a good song, and I think you guys will enjoy it. So, sit back and relax. You have always got to move. You're always trying to prove that there is something new in everything you do. You are Say 
still totally not sold on this album it sounds uh, like they might be cake giants whoa i don't know if that's an insult or they might be giant cakes that makes i like that i'm also is making me hungry Mm -hmm. for tons of cake i prefer tiny cakes really i would much rather have like a pile of little tiny cakes than one big cake yeah i feel like with cake the problem is consistency across the cake like Mm -hmm. when you get a slice of cake when you get to the outside that's a whole I feel the same way about cake as I do about pancakes. Like, that's just too much. But if you gave me, like, a bunch of nickel-sized pancakes, yum. That's not going to happen. I hope you weren't expecting that. No, not here, but someday. Okay, wow. Um, That's all it takes. And the thing is... No, and I would have done this earlier. I'm not crazy about cupcakes. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you could get me, like, again, quarter-sized little tiny cakes. I guess petty fours. Petty fours are pretty close to that. Right. That would be great. Why didn't somebody make that as a candy? Like, when you, when I go to the movies, I want to get a little baggie of cake bites. This is... It feels like you're giving away... Genius ideas? Genius ideas. I can't keep any. them all inside my brain, Ben. Well, I get too many of them. I know you If do. they don't come out, I get all stuffed up like I, I am. Oh. Yeah. So yeah I'm it's sorry adorable, right? Yeah, it is. Adorable and funny. It is. You, s- you seem like a very small person when you're all stuffed up. Yeah. On the on On the radio or whatever this is. Well... On the podcast... Yeah. He well, sounds very small. I do live in an acorn underneath a buttercup. It's, well, that is true. It's, uh, the, uh, the apartments are small in Los Angeles. Speaking of which, uh, you moved out. Right. With a group. You started a group here in New York called Diamond Line. I did. Uh, at the UCB Theater. That's the Upright where Citizens I did, yes. Theater mm-hmm. down in Chelsea. Correct. Um, and w- you, were, you were one of the few... Uh, improvisers who actually moved out and brought the band, well, not really the band, but brought you brought Diamond Lion. Sort of, sort of. Um, so Diamond Lion started out as uh, six people, yes, I think so. Yeah. Three girls and three boys, and know. Thomas Middleditch. Um, I I put the group together, and then Thomas moved out to L.A. And then I came out to L.A., and so by the time I went out there, he was already there. Right. And uh, my friend Eugene Cordero, mm-hmm. who I've performed with for a very long time. Right. Um, He's been in movies and stuff. Oh, yes. He's done lots of great, fun, awesome projects. Very funny guy. Yeah. Um, he was already out there. Also, Thomas Middleton is funny. I don't want to... Yeah. No. They're all awesome he's a, people. A, he's a jerk. Um, but they were both... Thomas moved out there, and then Eugene was already there, and I knew Eugene would be a great fit. So I had him come start doing the shows, and he really liked it, and so he wanted to get into it. So that's sort of the, our, 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 our bulb basis for. for the West Coast group. Um, and now it's great because, again, all the people in Diamond Lion are really, really talented. Right. They're all established comedians. Yeah, very established. And, and so they're traveling a lot. Right. So like next month we've got two shows in um, – I don't know how many shows they're doing – here at the UCB in New York, um, but we're doing two in LA, 
And for the second one, Tom, um, Tara Copeland will be there. Oh, great. And I think Jeff Hiller will be out there also. Who, and they're both East Coast cast members. Mm-hmm. So they'll be able to jump into the West Coast show. Um, and I think it's... Uh, so, so it's great for all of us. And we, we, we are trying to bring in some more West Coast permanent members. Right, totally. But so far we've been getting shorter time slots there. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Musical improv is, it kind of takes more time than regular improv shows. Right. How so? Well, because with a regular improv show, if you have like four scenes, and let's say each of those scenes is about three minutes long, then you got what, like a 16-minute show, 16-minute set. Right. Um, if you do a musical improv, you're going to have those scenes, and then there's going to be a song. So you're going to add, so it like doubles the time. Um, so we're used to doing hour-long shows, and right now they only have enough time in their schedule, at least in February, for half-hour slots. So keeping the, the cast small um, helps us keep the show totally. in line Just with the time slot. a little bit more condensed and yeah, a little yeah. bit more active. Yeah, and, and focused, and right. we can be really aggressive with the time that we have rather right. than stringing it Just out. The just packed full of blast. It kind of is. It's really it's it's super super fun. I'm, I've well, been those, all those people out there, are amazing improvisers. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been involved with a lot of different projects. Um, as I said, Baby Wants Candy is also right. a great musical improv show. Right, absolutely. Um, but Diamond Lion has a has a great combination as a performer for me of uh, all of the story and um, and music elements that some of the other shows have but it's got a lot of freedom. Right. It's a very different show. I mean, Baby yeah. Wants Candy is very narrative-based, mm-hmm. and it's got like, it's like watching a musical. It's like watching a real musical. It really is. And, yeah. and if you watch it, um, I know that my, you know, my parents have seen mm-hmm. the show many times, and most of the people I know have seen the show. It, you, would, you would be hard-pressed at a Baby Wants Candy show to even understand that it's not a written yeah. musical, because it seems totally written. It yeah. seems like everything is thought out, and you're like, wow, this is great. And then usually they're actually better than musicals. Well, I always <laughs> I feel like they're better than musicals, the well, more spontaneous. And, they, and it has the full band, which is really exciting, right. too. Last right. night, we did a show in the so- at the Soho Playhouse, a mm-hmm. uh, Baby Wants Candy is show. Is that where they're now? Yeah, that's where that's they're where doing they the now. shows now. And it was the first time that the band was facing us, and so it was the first time I got more of an accurate idea of what the blend of the band is, and mm-hmm. it sounds completely different than it always used to. So that, that was exciting also. But yeah, it, it, Baby Wants Candy is like... A real musical, right? Um, and Diamond Lion is like uh, an improv show with music in it, right? Right, absolutely. Um, it's very so much more. And also, you in in Diamond Lion, you also do like a guest comes. Yeah, normally that's really someone fun. who's not a musical improviser. Exactly, is forced into mm-hmm. singing a song. Yeah, a lot of songs. Yeah, which is really really fun. Um, and it's surprising. It it kind of brings out some good stuff in those performers um i sometimes there are performers that you know i'm like oh yeah i'm sure that person's gonna do great james eason he's gonna do great in a diamond lion show no problem um and then i'll put in someone like um uh, will hines or joe wengert who people are like oh really doing a musical that's what i not what i would have expected them to do and they do gangbusters also Um, in really different ways. I think, I think as a result of um, some of the Diamond Lion shows, Will Hines might have even been asked to do Baby Wants Candy tour shows. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I think that those also those those people, all those people that you mentioned, are sort of these these real um, pillars in the improv community. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> And they're they're extremely funny people, but they're not people that you would normally say like these are the people who 
normally would sing songs right. by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, I'm sorry I keep forgetting that this is such a weird niche world that I work in that not everybody knows all these people that I'm talking about. So. That's, what, that's what you're here to, to explain all these lovely people out there. Um, and so we'll, we'll take another song break um, and then we'll move in to even more news about Alaska Skinner. One of my favorite songs off by an artist called Dirty Beaches. It's called True Blue. It's on an EP called True Blue, Black and White, Sweet 17. Um, really good. I love that song. I love how lo-fi it is. All the songs I'm playing tonight are kind of um, 50s-esque inspired. I've been really into the sort of new revival of sort of doo-wop and cool that's very hip it's very hip it's very hip and cool i'm in the wrong borough for it but i'm just yeah i just uh, am excited about anything that doesn't sound like it was auto-tuned to death yeah i'm so sick of all these pop songs that sound like they were churned out of a machine i think they are machines i think all those people who do them, i mean they're just so they're so perfect yeah i heard somebody telling a story uh, i went to the moth last mm-hmm. week in LA right. um, which is a great storytelling series and podcast and podcast so. and radio show yeah. and um, this guy told a story that one of the small details in it was that he, would, he was seeing a show at um, at a just small music venue there 
that his friends were playing at, and they played either right after or right before Katy Perry, right. the night that Katy Perry kind of got discovered or signed. Mm-hmm. With all, and it was just so weird to me to think of her playing in some little right, club. And like, I guess that's. I guess pop stars have to do that too. They don't just. I don't know. Get dropped off by their parents. I don't know what I thought it was. <laughs> or by the stork. I yeah. assume they're just or, or in a vat of like yeah. DNA. Exactly. Yes, the Katy Perry pod is almost <laughs> well, ready. It feels like that sometimes. You're just like, what? Yeah. This, is a, this is a crazy, crazy, crazy woman who just appeared out of nowhere. And especially when they come out with cupcake boobs. Like that. That's true. So. Well, it's not. You don't have to complain about everything. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying <laughs> it makes sense to think she was made in a factory. It, yeah, absolutely. Perhaps a cheesecake factory. Oh. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. She okay. might have. She might have. We don't know where her parents, what her parents ate before they did it to conceive her. Right? This that's is, not good? No, that's not, gross. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, you, so besides doing musical improv, which is one side of what you do, mm-hmm. um, you also teach and you also make internet YouTube videos. I do. Um, you've you've had a lot of amazing success with some of your internet videos. Mm-hmm. I, I sound like an old man. <laughs> so tell me about your internet video. Well, first you get a little picture book and then you flip it with your thumb. Right. Um, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have had some some success with um, internet videos. My right. most recent, most popular one was Eliza Skinner Loves Tyler Perry. Right. I do remember which that. Which is true, first of all. It is. Very true. People think that sometimes you are pretending yeah. as some like ongoing bit or iron- ironic I- yeah like you're, I- you're very no. ironic i i genuinely love him i, I know, but I nobody know. ever says that to like some smart dude cool dude cuz i'm a cool lady nobody would say that to some cool dude who's like oh yeah you know i love uh, Transformers. I love Michael Bay movies. They right. wouldn't be like, really? You're joking. Is that an ironic joke? They'd be like, oh, I get it. It's like what you do right. on Sundays and whatever. Right. Um, and that's how I feel about Tyler Perry. He's He is the emotional equivalent. He is to emotional movies what, Ty- what uh, Michael Bay is to action movies. Like mm-hmm. instead of just one car exploding and everybody being like, that was scary. It's like a car that crashes into a boat that gets dropped by a helicopter onto a bus of children and they all explode oh my God, i haven't seen a tyler perry and, movie well, tyler, in a long time tyler perry that's well that's michael bay tyler okay. perry does that but with emotional things right like instead of uh, somebody like slapping a lady they like smack her into a wall and then drop her kids out a window while telling her that I, they gave her aids and oh. it's like whoa that so much crazy bad things at <laughs> once uh yeah. that it's exciting yeah, I know. You every time, every time you've been like, "Let's go see a Tyler Perry movie," and we don't. I always regret. I was like, "Oh, I should." Yeah, see Yeah, well, a Tyler because Perry movie. every time that happens, we go see some shitty movie instead. We, see a we movie. saw uh, Clash of the Titans. Yes, that was horrible. We saw Due Date. Yeah, that was terrible. Which broke uh, my heart. Yes, that did. It broke my heart too. I could not love two performers more. More. Right. They're both, yeah. Every all the all the all that like on paper that was an incredible right movie, and then at two the end, it was like a amazing performers and an adorable dog. I know this can't go wrong. End, right? Oh wait, wait, it did. Yeah, it did. It did. Those are the two that was like okay, we're gonna go see him. Oh yeah. I so next time Tyler Perry movie, absolutely. Thank you're, you. You're allowed. Thank I, you. I submit. I apologize. Um, but yeah, the Tyler uh, Eliza Skinner loves Tyler Perry is me doing a um, 
an audition for all the uh, because I love Tyler Perry. Right. I would love to be in one of his movies. Right. But there are almost no parts for white people. Right. So I figured out the five parts that I could play and audition for them. And I'll. Uh, it got very popular, but right. a lot of people also kind of felt like I was complaining that there weren't more parts. Right. For what I I am not. I love that there aren't. I love that he has created his own thing with right. his own set of rules and his own world, like without worrying what uh, Hollywood or white people or anybody else right. say totally. about it. He's like, I'm doing this the way I want to do it. Right. And especially I think as that's Hollywood awesome. Seems to have no regard of what. Yeah. You know, African Americans in this country, <laughs> like putting them in movies. It's like. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, so I got a lot of comments back being like, yeah, you know, what about uh, all the white people parts in uh, in Inception? Because that's when it came out. Or what about all the black people <laughs> parts in part Inception? Inception? Why don't you do that video? I'm like, well, A, because you'd be really offended if I tried to do that. But B, <laughs> yeah, different... you should do that video. Yeah, that would be hilarious. Absolutely. Why not? I, I mean, I can't speak for everyone and i think some people got upset they're like you're not speaking for me I'm like right. no i'm sorry i i can't I, I think you should speak for you though but tyler perry liked it right um right. i did get an email from tyler perry studios from their head of casting asking me to call her back and i did and she asked for my headshot and reel and told me it was hilarious i loved <laughs> I it think they get, i think the people who, who who see it get it also once you understand that because I know that you love Tyler. You've seen the shows. You've gone to. Yeah. You've actually seen the stage the, shows. The, the only real, people who get stage. offended by it are people who cannot fathom that I might actually right. love Tyler Perry. Right. Who are like, well, this is clearly a lie. She must be making fun. Right. And no, before I, and before everybody goes out there and watches the Tyler Perry movie, I know you have made a lot of a lot of our friends. Mm -hmm. They have then gone and seen Tyler Perry movies. Yeah. To mixed. To yeah. mixed reviews. So yeah. before you're like, it's... oh, okay, I'm going to give this. You, you do have to go in there with sort of a, like, you, you have to have this sort of, you know, you have to enjoy that this is not going to be the most serious. You have to not be racist. Right. That's you what you're saying. You can't be racist. Yeah. You yeah. can't be racist, A. You're not going to enjoy it. If you're a racist, you probably don't yeah, want to see it. Yeah, you don't want to see it. Um, but I would say, I, I always suggest people start with why did I get married? Because mm -hmm. there's no Medea in that. And some people have a, a, right. a problem swallowing Medea. Right. Cause, and also there are a lot of preconceived notions, like right. you think it's going to be one thing. Yeah, yeah, which it really, it, it really isn't. It's kind of, it's crazy the way that he plays that part. It is, yeah. Um, but you don't even have to deal with that with Why Did I Get Married? Right. Uh, or I also suggest Diary of a Mad Black Woman, because that is crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. And it's like just, the dude goes for it. Right. He goes for it. He, he does, does not pull any stops. He does. He doesn't do anything halfway. Ah, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yep. He's amazing. Every artist should be. He's. You know what? I would compare him to Julie Taymor. Wow. Well, I'm taking the Spider-Man thing off the table. <laughs> but the whole, I'm going to have my vision and I'm going to go 100% with it. Right. And I don't care what anybody else says. I'm just going to follow this and see where and it takes it. me. Right. Yeah. And do it on your own terms. Yeah. Which is also, I mean, he makes so much money on these movies. Well, I that's mean, the other thing. Anybody who's... Is, it's him. It's yeah. It's like everything. Anyone who's like, mm, Tyler Perry, he sucks. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Tyler Perry can't hear you because he's swimming in money right now. <laughs> He'll tell you when he gets out of the pool. <laughs> Like, the Richie Rich pool. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> Scrooge Big Duck. Mm -hmm. He's duck He's diving in in his uh, hundred dollar bill pool. Um, okay. Because those coins, those would hurt, right? They would. I Anytime I feel like... Scrooge McDuck would dive in those coins, oh, I would be like, oh, God, yeah. you would break your face, Scrooge McDuck. You would. That stuff would not move out of the way. No. No. Or if it did, it wouldn't be real gold. It'd be chocolate coin gold. 
I'm saying just little tiny cakes. That's Delicious. what I would prefer. Okay. Tiny, okay. tiny okay. cakes. Okay, next time we go to the movies, we'll bring tiny cakes. That would be great. I'm sorry. I don't think anybody would argue with that. I don't think so, except for the frosting. What? No, that, that you have like soft frosting in the middle and then like a, a, a more of a candy like. everything okay. right now. We, are, we can make a million dollars on this idea. Patented, just patented internet. Yeah. Well, that's you say something on the internet and it's yours forever. When I was just a kid, they said, Kid, don't you cry. I am older now, I say, It's all right. Every tear rolling down is a lesson learned. Are you too old? I was singing that I didn't notice time. it until the very oh, end. Yeah, here's the song that we're going to do. Uh, next song. So I just sang that. That wasn't part of the song. That was just uh, me. Uh, just me doing. It was, was just, just a lie. Right. It was just a whoa. Hey, now. Uh, that was Too Young to Burn by Sunny and the Sunsets. Total weird uh, song I found, and I loved it. And I just kept on listening to it over and over and over again. Again, has that weird 50s vibe. Love it, love it, love it. Speaking of loving it. Uh, you took two things that people love, um, peanut butter and chocolate, and you turned them into Reese's... No, 
Oh, that wrong wasn't me. Oh, no, sorry. I didn't do that. Oh, okay, you took <laughs> cute animals and mixed them with uh, hilarious narratives and created Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Almost. Okay, what well, what happened? I I'm created um, Nasty Cute. Nasty Cute, right. Mm-hmm. Yes, so Nasty, Nasty Cute. Cute. It's a website, nastycute.tumblr.com. Okay. And it's, like you said, it's pictures of, uh, it's pictures of cute animals mm-hmm. with uh, them, their inner thoughts or outer thoughts, like what they would be saying or what they might be thinking right. during that photo. Um, and they're pretty horrible thoughts. Um, and I started it as a 365 project, right. which it still every, is. Every day for a year. Yes. And mm-hmm. I started it the 1st of January. So it's only been about three weeks. Okay. Uh, my friend Noah Scalen had a website called Skull a Day. Right. And that he that ended up becoming a book. He, got, he was on uh, Martha Stewart. Right. And now he has a second book out, uh, 365 uh, Creative a creativity journal mm-hmm. and I was reading that and reading about different people who had done these 365 projects and all of them said you know if you want to get really good at something do it every day for a year right so I was thinking okay what do I want to get really good at writing and music and I still don't quite have a means to do a, a music project right um, hopefully of, that's like one of those things that you don't do naturally you're not sort of a musician per like like playing the piano I think I'm. I think I'm a musician. Well, no, I mean you're. Def- I don't have the skill with playing an instrument. Right. Right. Yeah. But you sing. You sing all the time. Yeah. When and I'm composing as I do that. Right. Right. But anyway, I do write <laughs> a lot, and I can write without having to learn how to play something. Right. And so I started, and I I like cute animals a lot, and I also like dark humor a lot. So right. I put them together, and uh, it's done really well. It got picked up by. HuffPo mm-hmm. in, I think, maybe its second week, if not maybe the first week. Right. Um, Huffington Post and by the Frisky, uh, Jillian Jacobs from Community mm-hmm. tweeted about it, and that got me a whole bunch of followers. Right. It's very big on Twitter. Yeah, it it's really, big, really it's, big. And it's growing every day. I'm, I'm surprised. It's very, it's been really fun because I like what I'm doing with it, but it's also been really interesting to see, you uh, you know, I still get feedback and good feedback, even when it's something that I don't really like. Right. And I think a lot of performers and writers and creators hold ourselves to this really high bar where you, you're worried about putting things out until you get it just right. right. And what this is showing me is I'm putting out things that are not just right all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, they're half-baked, but I have to get something out. And people still like it, and right. it still is, is going pretty well. And sometimes I do get more time to refine things and have it a little bit more like I like it. But, um, yeah, it's can been you, Can you great. read one so we might get a sure. sense of... Sure. Do you know... Do you, which one do you want me to read? Um, well, my favorite one is the hedgehog one. Can you read the hedgehog? Yeah. Okay, it's kind of weird about the... The picture. Well, I'll put the I'll put the picture in. They'll have to the the uh, show note, uh, the icon for the whole show will be the picture. Okay. So they can look at it right now if you've if you've been wondering what this picture is. Okay. So you should be seeing a a little hedgehog staring intently forward and down, as though okay he's avoiding something. I swear to God, if I turn around and that weird motherfucker is still staring at me, I'm going to go roadhouse crazy on him. I'm going to be like, hey, you need something, fucko? How about you blow my butt? And then I'm going to kick him in the face. That sounds stupid. Blow my butt? What does that mean? 
Oh God, why is he staring at me? I'm not going to kick him in the face. If I'm lucky, I could maybe pee on him before I run away. That's a comfortable level of aggression for me. Seriously, what? What is it? Is he following me? What does he want? Ugh, I hate city parks. Oh shit, my quills. I could puff up. And I'll tell him I have nunchucks. He doesn't know. Maybe I do. I don't. Ugh, I, could, I couldn't use them even if I did. I tried some once, but I hit myself in the eye and it bled. Is it money? Does he want money? It feels like he's looking at my ass. Okay, I'm going to turn around real slowly and then throw dirt in his eyes and scream and act retarded. No one attacks retarded people because they might be super strong or want to lick you or something. Please, Jesus, don't let him put me in a bucket and bury me. One, two, three. And we don't know what happened. We don't know what happened. It just ends there. Uh, I don't know if that, if that gets across. I don't know how it comes across reading it. I do. Yeah, I, I like it. Okay. One, two. Um, so yeah, it's and it's an amazing site. Every time I look at it, every day, it updates. Um, they're always amazing, new characters and new pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it's it's it adds that like level to a site like Cute Overload, where you're just seeing cute things all yeah. day. Well, on Cute Overload, she does or they do sometimes say like what it is, what what they're doing and give them kind of a personality, but it's usually a pretty cute personality. Right. Whereas here. With mine there. I also know that you have a real problem when people portray animals as being kind of retarded. Oh, I hate that when they right. when they misspell things. Like that, I really don't like. Stuff is really yeah, because I'm like, okay, so your cat can type, but just doesn't spell really well. Like <laughs> that's right. Come on. Right, and can lay out the type over a photograph too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it makes those cats sound kind of dumb. Yeah. It's also not that after the first one, it's like okay, you get it, yeah. right? It's a retarded cat, and it's gonna keep on being retarded. Yeah. Um, and you're also so that's just one of the projects. You also have a new um, comedy show, I do. a new showcase, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, in LA with uh, your dear friend DC Pearson. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're Not doing a, a show on Saturday comedian. nights at 10 o'clock at the Smod Castle. What is the Smod Castle? The Smod Castle is the uh, is Kevin Smith's new theater that he put together for his um, many, many podcasts. So he wanted a venue where people could do live shows and tape them and make them into podcasts. So great. it's all set up for podcasting, but it ta- it's a it's a cute little theater also we're not going to be podcasting our show um but uh but that's where we're doing it okay so and i'm nice. excited about it very cool We've kevin smith is of course the director director who did mall rats mm-hmm. and clerks, clerks and chasing amy and oh yes um all those dogma dogma many many movies right very nice guy very mm-hmm. good beard Yes. I approve his beard. Quite a beard. And like 80 million different podcasts right now. Right. He is, <laughs> he is on a lot of podcasts. If you check the iTunes top 10, he's on like three. Yeah. Right. Um, well, that's very exciting stuff. Yeah. And thank you for being on the show. Is that it? I think that's it. Oh. Wow, do you want to keep on talking? When do I get my tiny cakes? Uh, that's on the second episode. Okay. When you come back or when I go out to visit you in LA. Okay. Does that sound good? Yes. Okay, what sort of t- cakes am I supposed to make? Let's be specific. About Very this. tiny ones. An what assortment. Kind? I think an assortment. An assortment? Yeah. I guess if you're making tiny cakes, you can right? do an assortment. Like This all makes a lot of sense. I'm sure someone I, I'm at home is, is going like to start tinycakes.com. A little smaller than um, 
than a munchkin. You know those yeah. munchkins? Yeah, munchkins are the best type of donuts, I feel. Well, except they're from Dunkin' Donuts, which... Right, which are not the best. It gets that, like, sandy feeling in your Although mouth. Although Trader Joe's has little little donut O's, donut holes, and they're good. Because you can eat, like, two or three. Why are you so in love with Trader Joe's? I love Trader Joe's. Why are you so in love with Trader I Joe's? I love Trader Joe's. It's creepy. I love it. It's like, one of my plans is if, if graphic design and podcasting don't turn out to be everything that I've hoped for them, because, you know, at the moment podcasting is where all the money comes in from um i'm gonna start working at trader joe's yeah that's weird i know I every time it. you go into trader joe's like glaze over no you make 80 friends i do i make 80 friends Normally, you'll come out and be like oh i was looking for peanut butter and there's this guy in the aisle and he was like we're still stocking it and this other girl came up and i made a joke we all laughed yeah i'll become my worst friend yeah <laughs> Except for the, the Trader Joe's here in New York on 21st Street, which is where... The, the close one to you. The close one to me, uh, where I work, um, the, 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 it's a different type of like people working there, and they're much less... Like, there's some people you know are like Trader Joe's people who mm-hmm. are probably from L.A. or from California, mm-hmm. um, and they're like really friendly, or they're art students, and they're really happy to be there. Uh, and then there's some people, like, there's also that New York contingent of, like, miserable people mm-hmm. who this is another job to, and they don't fit. Like, you try to be like, hey, and they're like, did you find everything? And I'm like, yeah, and I found these cookies. These are crazy cookies. And they're like, uh-huh. And then they just <laughs> ring you up, and you're like, oh, they don't care about these cookies. Uh, just they didn't found. tell me what to eat with these cookies at right. all. They usually right. like to tell me how to No, they're like, that lentil soup is delicious. <gasps> have you tried it with the scallions that we have We're from Peru? We're best friends now. Right. Me and this guy who works at Trader Joe's. I love that. I love that. But in New York, that doesn't happen. It's well, like, what? Yeah, there's a real mixed bag in L.A. because it's, n- I, th- I think, because it's not that big of a deal. Right. Um, it's another supermarket. Yeah, because there's Here, tons of like them. A, it's like a special but, uh, place. I go to my Trader Joe's probably every day. What? Because I don't have that much to do. Um, well, specifically, I don't have that much to do that gets me out of the house. Right, during the day, uh, Like, I'll be at home writing and then be like, I gotta get out of the house. And also, right. the only food I have is half a bottle of wine and old grapes. Um, this so is I both to, the same which are, thing. Yeah, the same thing. It's the same thing. So I have to go to the house. And, are you um, counting the wine as old grapes? Yes, <laughs> that's what I'm doing. I have these old grapes. But here's, here's how tacky and budget I am. Mm-hmm. I'm always going to go to Trader Joe's. Why? Why? Because they're going to give me free food. They're going to give me a teeny, really? tiny, teeny, tiny little cup of something I wouldn't have bought because I don't I really want that thing. Things. I never eat Really? Things. I feel so embarrassed going up. To, I, I have this thing about oh, food. Oh, man. I always eat those things. I always get the coffee. And it's and it's always me and like some crazy homeless person who thinks they're really good friends with the person who gives out the samples. And they're like, where's Ray today? Mm. So... I live in my boots. <laughs> That's the like the thing in New York is that there's just like these old kind of like old New Yorkers who mm-hmm. are like, oh, I've never had this before. Yeah. It's like, and they're like, they okay, don't, we don't know. Need... You don't need to justify right. it. Just and you don't need to stand sample. here. It's a free yeah. sample. Or it'll be like some, some, some old lady who exactly wants to justify it. And so she stands there and asks questions that she doesn't right. care about. about and nobody, or just about whatever. Like, so do you guys, are you getting your peppers from someplace else? Because I, uh-huh. I noticed they taste like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> lady, eat your cookie, <laughs> drink your coffee like all the rest of us. Right. We know what you're trying to do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm totally a sucker for any free sample. I was on the plane at the airport coming out here. I went by, um, 
I needed some food, and they had a Burger King. Right. So I was like, Malaya. But I got a little hamburger. It's all coming out now. Yeah, I got a little hamburger. How big do you think hamburgers should be, by the way? Tiny? It depends. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Well, I mean, you have two different things. We got sliders, and they got, oh, yeah. there's this great food truck in LA, the Paddy Wagon, mm-hmm. that does mini burgers. They're not sliders, they're mini burgers, but it's grass fed beef and Sounds like artisanal good. cheeses. And, and really they're fairly good. inexpensive, right? Yeah. They're not like super expensive. Yeah, I mean, they're like, they're probably they're probably a little on the high end side for a, for a for teeny a tiny, tiny burger, um, but they're, it's not prohibitive. It's like a, a dollar fifty or two dollars or something for one of these things. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, but sorry, they're really you were saying, little. I'm sorry. Um, so you. that's good for tiny. Yeah. But yeah, so I was at Burger King and I bought a little hamburger and a diet Coke or Pepsi, whatever they've got. And I was like, Bleh. but I was feeling like, okay, I'm at the max of my snacking level here. I should right. not be having anything more than this, especially no sugar. Because I'm feeling really out of shape after the holidays. Blah blah blah. And this lady came out from the uh, Starbucks that was attached with a tray of frappuccinos, little frappuccino samples, right, little and she starts flavors. offering them to people, and they were like some sort of crazy frappuccino. You know when it's when the the modifiers way outnumber the coffee, where it's like, right. m- like caramel, toffee, vanilla, chocolate. Like okay. wait, there's where does the coffee come in? <laughs> there's no there's coffee so in many it. other flavors it's just happening. Cream on top yeah. Of oh yeah, and each each little tiny cup with the big mountain of whipped cream. And I started stuffing, and the hamburger was crazy hot because they just made it. Right. And I started trying to stuff it into my face so that I can go and get a free sample <laughs> of this thing that I have. Plenty of I have enough. I don't have tons of money, but I have enough money to afford one of one those, of those if I wanted it. I didn't want one. I did not want that at all. But right. once there was a little tiny cup of it, I was like, "Oh, give it to me! Just give it tiny, to me!" Tiny things. It's kind of true. Yeah, I do. If they have those for twenty-five cents, you'd be there. You'd be like, oh, I'm, I wouldn't yeah. mind it." Have you seen? Um, there's that Flickr group with the googly eyes on food. No. I think that I think Amy Sedaris might have started it. She had something to do with it. But if you go on Flickr and look for food with googly eyes. That's the, the, it's just this project where different people put googly yeah, eyes on food. different kinds of food and take pit photos, and it's hilarious. That can be the link of the day. People always love the link of the day. Well, I thought my, what about nasty, nasty cute? Nasty cute will be the link of the day. That'll be the other link of the day. Okay, I'm sorry, I I, I jabbered on too long. No, you, well, you tried to end it a long time ago. The just the link that we mentioned. Okay. Nasty cute is where everybody's gonna go right now. Okay. Clicky, 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 clicky. Did I read the right one from Nasty Cute? Should I read a different one? Sure. Why don't you read another one? We'll have two. Okay. I'll read the one, one that you... Day. This is the one that you liked. Okay. It's the little, little dog with the cone oh, on his head. Yeah. It's this little teeny dog with a cone on his head. Read along if, you, if you're by computer or if your iPhone app. Well, right now I am in trouble from eating the bleach under the sink because sometimes I do that because sometimes it feels exciting to me. Also, I have a spot on my bottom that I chew on too much, and now it won't grow hair, and now I have to wear this cone to keep me from chewing on my bottom too much. I know it is bad because it can get infected, and also because it keeps me from sitting for a long period, so I can't hold down a job, but still, I like to do it. Um, Also, my problem is that my brain is very small inside my head, so I have problems with uh, number one, reading, number two, standing still, and number eight, numbers. On top of that, my skull bones are really skinny, so I get scared a lot that they will be crushed by something falling on me, like a book or a jet. In that way, the cone is good because it makes me feel protected, but bad because it stops me from chewing on my bottom, which I really like to do. So, uh, I guess those are my biggest weaknesses in a professional setting. Oh, and I am too organized. Next question. 
Thank you very much, Alyssa Skinner, for being on the show. You're welcome. I will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye, everybody in uh, podcast land. Uh, thank you so much for seeing the reboot of Tracks Up the Tree. Um, to leave you, uh, I will be playing a song by Benoit Poulard uh, on his latest album, Lasted. It's called Cone on the Tongue. Uh, hope you enjoy it. Uh, come back next week. You can always visit us on upthetree.com and get all the old podcasts, listen to all the old podcasts, and find out what we're up to. Okay? Uh, talk to you soon. Say hello to the earth and it's been fucking